what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. Real talk. And here we go. Here we go on this Monday evening. It is the 19th day of February 2024, 6 o'clock straight up, which means it is time for Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host. My name is Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us uh, wherever you are out there. Uh, I trust uh, that you have uh, had a great seven days since the last uh, time uh, we corresponded with one another. It was uh, a half-nice weekend. Uh, Saturday was uh, pretty cold. Sunday was better, and today was a little bit better than that. Uh, so it's going to be a fairly decent weather week. Uh, have some rain moving in at the end of the week. But other than that, not too bad at all. Great to be back in the air chair uh, on uh, this uh, beautiful evening uh, in the city. And, of course, as I stated, very happy to have you with us as well. Now, uh, for many of you, uh, you're asking yourself right now. I can see, I can feel it in Radio Land right now. You, you're wondering, how do I get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? Well, uh, you can do it in many ways. Uh, right now, we are on 91.7 on your FM dial, WYXR. Uh, we are also on the WYXR app. You can find us on the TuneIn app. Uh, and we are uh, live streaming on Facebook Live this evening. And uh, when the show is over and posted in the next day or so, uh, you will be able to see us on YouTube uh, as well as wherever you get your podcast. Why? Because we're a podcast, that's why. So you can catch us wherever you get your podcast a bit later on, next couple of days or so, okay? Very good, very good. Uh, we have a great show for you tonight as we try to put together each and every week. Uh, and again, once again, we're very happy to have you with us. Uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit, you know, this is Black History Month. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, every day is Black History. Uh, but we are going to uh, have a, a special guest in studio with us uh, in just a couple of minutes. Uh, a trailblazer. When I say that, and I mean that a Memphis, uh, this is a Memphis black history moment here. Uh, 1961, uh, there was an effort by the NAACP uh, to figure out how to uh, desegregate uh, the Memphis city schools. Uh, and uh, they got together in the brains of the powers that be decided that we wouldn't do it with high school students. We would do it with elementary school students, ages five and six. Uh, and uh, they were uh, chosen uh, by uh, members of the NAACP uh, to integrate several schools uh, in, uh, the, uh, in, in, in the city. Uh, and one of, the, they were dubbed the uh, Memphis 13. 
back in 1961. It happened in October 1961. They were dubbed the Memphis 13. Well, one of the members of the Memphis 13 uh, is uh, with me tonight. Her name is Dewana Kyles, uh, and uh, she's going to uh, chat with us about what that was all about. Uh, back in 1961, and really how it changed the face of history and education in desegregating uh, the Memphis schools. Fascinating story. Look forward to talking to her in just a couple of minutes. A little bit later on, uh, Pastor Ricky Floyd, uh, the senior pastor of the Pursuit of God Church in Frazier, will join us to give his unique take on uh, all things that are happening in our city, why they're happening, what we need to do to keep to prevent them from happening uh, and uh, try to make this city uh, a more calmer, more peaceful, and a better place uh, to live and to work. And in the second half hour, we will be speaking with Lee Mansberg. Lee is uh, the president and CEO of a junior achievement of Memphis and the Mid-South. Of course, they are dedicated to helping young people uh, and trying to, uh, you know, get them ready for, for real life, right? Uh, providing uh, programs and opportunities for them. She's going to talk to us about their latest project uh, that they have, uh, that they're working on right now. That'll be a bit later on in the show. So uh, we hope you stick around, relax, take it easy. Now for some, this was a holiday, I guess President's Day for some. Uh, you know, it wasn't for me. We had work. Uh, but I love this. This isn't work for me. This is uh, this is providing uh, news and entertainment, which is kind of the thing. That's, that's kind of my thing. So uh, as I said, I hope you're here. I hope you stick around for the next hour uh, because uh, we are going to uh, try to bring it all to you in one complete package. And when it's all said and done, you'll say, doggone it, Chip. That was a- another great show. But before we do that, as we always do this time of show, you know, many of you are very uh, fortunate to uh, have uh, had another trip around the sun, a.k.a. the birthday. Now, if you had a birthday over the weekend or your birthday is today or sometime this week, this is the time of the broadcast that we shout you out. We make you feel as special as you are. But we can't do that until I say, hit it, Brent. Happy birthday, happy birthday going out to the following. Pamela Grenada celebrating her birthday today. Happy birthday to Mary White James. Angela Elrod celebrating a birthday today, as is Bubba Early. Uh, Gilia Taylor is celebrating a birthday. And Dwayne Malone. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, what would this show be without Lola? Gently walking up to the microphone. Lola, you have a birthday to share today? Yes, a very special happy birthday to my cousin, Tiara Hyman. Happy birthday, Tiara. It's her 35th. Happy birthday, Tiara. Very, very good. She's 35 years young. Excellent, excellent. Or maybe 30th, I don't know. Okay, somewhere in there. But happy birthday to you and happy birthday to everybody. Uh, are you uh, enjoying a trip around the sun? Uh, happy birthday. I hope it, the day has been filled with love and laughter. And uh, if uh, we're all fortunate enough, we'll be here next year to celebrate your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Bryn. All right, a couple of quick news and notes uh, to uh, give you this morning. There's some sad news uh, in the world of crime. Uh, a few weeks ago, actually the 1st of February, uh, there was a report of a young man who was leaving Central High School driving up Union Avenue uh, when uh, he was uh, drove up on and, and shot. 
uh, gunfire erupted. It was a targeted shooting. Whoever shot uh, at him meant to shoot at him. Uh, well, anyway, uh, he died. Uh, we heard, we got that news uh, earlier today. Uh, he has died. He was 17 years of age, uh, hit by gunfire in a targeted shooting, leaving a Central High School um, downtown on February 1st. No arrests have yet to be made uh, in that crime. Uh, over the weekend, uh, a Memphis Police, Depart uh, Memphis Police Department police car was stolen from a residence uh, on Saturday in Germantown. Now, it was unmarked. Uh, it was a, one of those black Chrysler 300 vehicles. It was found, however, Sunday afternoon abandoned uh, in another part of town. So, yeah, it had the blue lights on it and everything. You know, this just goes to show you uh, that criminals are pretty indiscriminate in, uh, you know, uh, how they do what they do uh, and, and the whole nine yards. So, yet another police car stolen. But this police car was returned. Uh, let me see here. And uh, tomorrow's a big day in the city council. Well, I guess you could call it a big day. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but uh, they vote tomorrow on whether or not to give themselves free health insurance for the rest of their lives. Paid for by us, the taxpayer. This actually will go back retro, uh, retroactive to uh, council members who served on the council uh, back in 2015. So nine years ago, people who served nine years ago uh, under this particular plan uh, that was authored by former uh, city councilman Martavius Jones in the last session, uh, they would get benefits too going back to 2015. But again, you would be paying for this. This is finally coming up before a vote uh, tomorrow. Uh, I am to understand it is it is uh, contentious. Well, I wonder why the heck that is. Why would it be contentious? Uh, whether you know you're voting to give yourself free health insurance uh, in a city that is as economically depressed as Memphis is, uh, and we pay for it. Now, in all fairness, uh, I guess I'm supposed to say that uh, you have to pay a 30% premium, but for the rest of your life. You can only serve eight years on the city council max. So, I mean, if you live another, you know, 30, 40 years, you know, we're supposed to pay. Anyway, uh, you can tell that I'm not particularly happy with all of that. Uh, <laughs> and and I think that uh, a lot of you residents are blowing up the ears of your city council members. Uh, we will uh, have uh, the results of that uh, come next and I come next week. And I'll be honest with you, this should not even come up before a vote for the city council. We have many more issues that are slightly more important uh, than whether or not you get health insurance. Okay, enough of that. Uh, anyway, uh, finally, uh, in uh, sports news, uh, the uh, University of Memphis Tigers, coached by Penny Hardaway, suffered their biggest uh, defeat to date. Uh, on the road against SMU yesterday. They lost by 28 points. It was a pathetic uh, performance by the Tigers. Uh, it even even uh, even Penny doesn't know exactly what to say about all this. I mean, in terms of the team giving up, I think all opportunities for the NCAA are done. Uh, they might get into the NIT. They might. We'll see how things finish out. Uh, that is a quick look at news and notes on this Monday evening. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, 
get the kids around the radio or if you're watching us on uh, Facebook Live or what have you, because this uh, the next person I'm about to bring to the mic here after the break, this is true living black history. And they need to know about it. And if you don't know about it, you need to know about it too. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to WIXR 91.7 FM. Chris Rowling here, host of Dipping Your Hip on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. As a listener-supported station, WIXR thrives on your support, not just as listeners, but as active contributors. So, I'm asking you to become a sustaining member today. Head on over to WIXR.org forward slash donate and hit that donate button to keep your favorite WIXR DJs and hosts on the airwaves. Plus, our monthly donors get their own WIXR merch, and a ton of other perks. Our way of saying thanks. Visit wyxr.org forward slash donate today, become a monthly donor, and let's help keep the station with the city soul going strong. Portugal the Man is back. Coming to Minglewood Hall Friday, July 5th. Tickets on sale Friday, February 9th. More information at memphopresents.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. All right. Welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you. Uh, very happy to have you uh, with us, wherever it is you might be catching us uh, this evening. And uh, as I said before the break, uh, this is this is really fun for me because uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm a guy that studies history, and and the person, my guest, uh, if you're watching Facebook Live, you can see uh, her uh, is is joining me now. Uh, her name is uh, Dewana Kyles, and uh, Dewana was uh, one of 13 individuals. Uh, that were dubbed the Memphis 13 back in 1961 when they helped to integrate the schools uh, here in Memphis. And uh, the NAACP was behind this effort. Uh, and, of course, uh, she was uh, one, as I said, of 13 individuals uh, who was involved in that. There were three schools, I believe, uh, that were involved in this, four schools that were involved in this. Uh, and uh, Dewana joins me. Now, she's actually here in the studio with me. And, Dewana, it is great to see you. Uh, and welcome to Real Talk Memphis. Well, thank you so much. Long time no see. Long time no see. That's, a, that's another story we don't even we don't even want to talk about that, but that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, we we actually met earlier today, so it was good. To, it's great to see you again. This is such uh, an amazing story, uh, and it is true 
uh, Memphis history. Yes. Uh, the uh, NAACP uh, wanted uh, to uh, take some action to integrate the schools here in Memphis, and they tried to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. And they figured the best way to do it, which wouldn't cause as much of a ruckus, uh, is to uh, is to have the babies, uh, the five and six year olds, uh, you know, be the ones brought on campus. Now, for those who don't know, your father uh, was uh, the late Reverend Billy Kyles, uh, and uh, he was a, an active member of the NAACP at that time. Uh, this and and and, and 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 there's a movie and there's a big event that we're leading up to that's going to happen on Thursday evening right here at Crosstown Concourse, as yes, a matter yes. of fact. Uh, but uh, and it, and and I would urge everybody to see the movie. It's called uh, The Memphis Thirteen, right? Uh, and I, I saw a documentary and mm -hmm. I saw it over the weekend. And let, let me tell you something. I told Dewana this earlier today, and I'll say it again. This uh, movie uh, should be absolutely required in every single school. Uh, in in this district, uh, it is that powerful. Uh, but again, welcome to the show, and, and 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 tell us a little bit about all of this. Uh, you know, you were you were a little something when all of this happened. Absolutely. And and uh, for, for kids that age uh, to be indoctrinated into a new environment is not necessarily a, a new thing. How was it? What do you remember the most about that at that age? I the thing I remember the most really was the excitement of going to school for the first day. Mm -hmm. I used to go and pick my brother up with my grandmother from Cummings, which was the neighborhood school where I actually lived. Okay. So to go to Bruce, three we were the thirteen of us were divided up amongst four schools. That was Bruce, Rozell, Gordon, and uh, Springdale. And you went to Bruce? I went to Bruce okay. along with A.W. Willis's oldest son, who's now known as Fomby, and Melanick Fomby. And um, so he, myself, and Harry Williams, the three of us went to Bruce. Mm. And uh, we all had very different experiences in a sense, but there's always, even though all 13 of us had very unique experiences, there was just that thread of, you know, racism, that thread of hate that just went through it all for the most part, because we have one of the 13 that did not have that experience. Okay. And that's one of the things that's so wonderful about the film and about having the opportunity to do a Q&A with us is that you really begin to see uh, how we are not a one size fits all society. That's a very good way of putting it. Now you're you're over the uh, uh, the uh, Memphis Thirteen Foundation. The foundation, uh, and uh, of course this documentary, which is so powerful, mm -hmm. it's a, it's really powerful, and and it, and it it gives you all a chance, uh, all of the surviving members, a chance to reflect. Uh, on on their particular experiences at that time, and then as they move through life. Now you said everybody experienced different things. Now Fonby, as you call him, A.W. Willis's son, uh, it, it wasn't a great experience for him. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know he'll talk Fonby, about it. Fonby had gone to an all-black school. Okay. Before he came to, to this school, Bruce. Before the desegregation piece happened. Right. My parents didn't put me in school. They's like, nope. That's going to be her first. October third is going to be her first day of school. Now remember, they knocked on hundreds of doors. Right. To end up with thirteen. Right. And it would have only been twelve. But the twins' mom said, if you. 
take one, you've got to take the other. So I think Sheila is the one that loves to say, so that's how we became known as Memphis 13. But Fami's experience was very different mm-hmm. from mine, mm-hmm. you know, but not that mine was all, um, you know, roses and candy and cake, you mm. know, uh, they were all, uh, uh, we were all, except for maybe one, traumatized on levels, not just on the first day of school, because that's the question we get a lot. Well, what was the first day? Yeah. Now, one of the twins, that her first day was very interesting, but come to the, um, come to on the, Thursday. the screening right. and you'll get to hear her tell her own story. But my trauma that first day really had more to do with the fact that my parents were leaving me somewhere with people that I didn't know. Right. And personally, I wouldn't care what color they were, how tall they were or anything. My parents were leaving me somewhere that I did not know anybody. So that was traumatizing enough. And and for most kids that age, you know, you drop a kid off at kindergarten the first time, they're they're gonna, I mean, they're they're gonna, yeah, where, they're gonna lose it. I mean, so that's not unusual. That's not an unusual thing. No. Uh, But um, I guess, you know, I, I wonder, uh, if uh, and, and, I, and since you're here, I'll, I'll ask you: uh, Were there some natural fears uh, from your parents' perspective in terms of, you know, because they knew exactly what this was all about and, mm-hmm. and, and, and and how this would affect the entire course of of the education world here? Were they did they have any trepidation that you knew of? I mean, at a certain point in time, did they did they ever say to you? It was a little Absolutely. uncomfortable. You Absolutely. Know, for us. Yeah. And my father speaks to that in the documentary yes, he as does. well. Yes, he you does. know. Yes, so he does. I mean, but they were young. My parents were twenty five with three children under the age of five when they moved here to Memphis from the promised land which was Chicago. Okay. They were both born in the South. Okay. But I remember at my father's, uh, at one of his uh, memorials, and when I was doing research on him, there was an interview that he did, and he said, my father uh, had to get his boys out of Mississippi because they were just hanging, you know, too many too many of the young black men were being hung. And wow. he was like, I gotta get my boys out of here because my brother, my father had like six brothers. Right. You know, and so they moved to Chicago. My mother was in, um, Macon, Georgia. My father was like in Shelby, Mississippi. My mother was in Macon, Georgia when she and, and her mother married a man from Chicago. So they met in high school and decided they wanted to be a part of the civil rights movement. Okay. And my father was a minister. He was in um, seminary school when uh, Martin King and SCLC was doing the um, Montgomery bus boycott, boycott and sure. knew he wanted to come back down here and be a part of the civil rights movement came down here and the NAACP embraced both of my parents and the family with open arms and it was just like you know uh, the the public school system was just the first thing and then they were just okay now we're going to do stores now we're going to do movies now yeah. until we kept going and we're going to do courthouses and I mean it was just ongoing but the schools was what started it here this is you know and again ladies and gentlemen I, I i said if you have children or grandchildren or whatever you should have them watching this and listening to this this interview right now because this is the kind of thing that we don't get here get to hear about in schools i'll be honest uh you all know i'm not from here i'm a west coast guy but but i learned something new and this is this for me is is this is living history and it changed the course of education in this city, and I and I had asked you uh, before, at what particular point, uh, a time, and you told me 
that you started as you grew up, as you start, you grew up, uh, that you realized, hey, this is this, there's something about this. This mm-hmm. is a this is a thing here. And, right. and, and, and what what? How old were you about when you 12. were about twelve years? I old? I was twelve at that point. Uh-huh. Um, because it was when Martin King was assassinated. Wow. And so I'd gone through uh, the desegregation part, so before I could really heal from that, not knowing how to heal from it really, then we had a cross burned in our yard when I was like about nine. Is that right? Yes, and our house was on the corner of uh, Greenwood and Macklemore, right across the street from a a church, and you know... (laughs) Right across from a church. Right across the street from a church, seriously. And to wake up in the middle of the night and see a cross burning in your yard, you begin to put pieces together. Absolutely. It's like, oh my God, Absolutely. you know. And you hear, because you, you heard hushed tones, you know, you're waking up to this noise outside. And our rooms, you know, they, my parents converted the attic into bedrooms for me, my sister and my brother. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we were sneaking in, trying to look out of the, the window where the fan was that never worked and never came on, <laughs> up, you know. Yeah, and so we had to crawl in the crawl space hole yeah. and we were because you know they weren't trying to let us come downstairs sure. and really want us to see so when we even saw it it was from up in the attic looking down at this that this fire in the shape of a cross burning in our yard and the psychological damage that that does when you're coming home every day after it's all over but you see that that Cross right there, with your burning, the burning, the burning part. Yeah. yeah, and so that was like when I was nine. So we moved, and by the time um, I was twelve in the eighth grade, uh, Martin King was on um, his way to dinner with the rest of the SCLC crew to our house for dinner before the rally that was supposed to take place on April the fourth, right. and he was assassinated. Yeah. So that was just by then I was clear. Yeah, I mean yeah. I was just clear. I knew what kind of world we lived in. Why is, why is this, and I mean, I, it, it's, it sounds like a very simple question, but, but it needs to be asked by me. Uh, why is this so important? Why, why is this, this, this screening? Why is this event? Why is the um, Memphis 13 Foundation so important. What 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 do you want people to understand about this in I, terms of history? I want us to understand that this is Black History Month, but this is an American story. This yeah. is American history. This was a period of time and an act, a social experiment that affected every human being in this nation. It is our story, and we all have a you know we all have a Certainly. part of that story. Certainly. And so, because it was a nonviolent. Uh, uh, movement uh, and the process the uh, here in Memphis was nonviolent, which was why they used five and six year old because kids. We talked about it earlier. Yes. Kids aren't born into the world racist no. or haters no. or any of that. That is a learned thing. Right. So, at what point are we going to stop? doing that because it has affected us you know negatively and really is at the root of so many of uh, the the sickness and illness that we're suffering from we just have not been educated in those terms uh this is a great this is a golden opportunity for all of us it, uh, it, it truly is and it saddens me that 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 things like this aren't aren't aren't, aren't more known mm-hmm. uh, to us 
But uh, but tell us about it. It, it, it. This is a this is a big event. It's Thursday night. It's right here across town concourse. T- tell us uh, uh, all about it. Well, this is you know we first of all I want first of all I want to thank our partners, which Crosstown Theater is one of you know right cross, behind the building yes, here. Yeah. It's you know the Crosstown. Let me see. Film arts, art film, they are our partners in this, yeah. uh, as as well as you know the Shelby County and Tennessee State. They the city has really, as we continue to do the work, they really embraced us. And so this is a new initiative that we are launching on the twenty second, and it is a public engagement initiative where we are really wanting to um, bring diverse groups of people together to view this film and to have conversations about the Q&A. We're doing a Q&A after the film, so right. you get to really talk to, to the, the people yeah. that were in the film that yeah. actually you know, were the ones that were on the front line in 1961. And then there will be a portion where we want to hear some of the stories that people have, whether it was during busing, whether it was earlier than that, and understand that this was a shared experience. Sure. And that it's not, and so it's been very healing for the Memphis 13. I've said before, for us to have gone through what we did, they're some of the kindest people that I know. And mm-hmm. I really mean that. Mm-hmm. And most of them I never saw again until 50 years later when the director and the person who conceived the film, who is from Memphis and now teaches law at the University of Memphis, was in law, you know, he was in law school uh, and they, I think they were studying Brown versus Board of Education right. and his curiosity said, wonder what those students from what are they doing those students that desegregated the schools in memphis tennessee which is how the memphis 13 documentary came about and it was first uh, screened at the national civil rights museum october 3rd 2011. this is you know i mean i mean i am just in awe uh of of you and, and 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 everything that we're trying to do now this is uh, what, what what time is it and then where is it and how can folks uh, it, it, it's a, it's a free event yes it is okay. it is okay. it is uh-huh. there's it's donation based if you want to leave a donation um, we will have people there to uh, collect that but sure. it is a free event and it will be at crosstown here at crosstown theater when you come in the central atrium you just walk come through those come doors through those yeah. are the doors by wolf river mm-hmm. and you just walk through to the other side and you will see the theater and just come in and join us and um, it is Thursday February the 22nd Mm -hmm. starts at 6 30 p.m. and we plan to be out by 9 and that means we'll be taking pictures afterwards it's not that we're going to be you know uh, the program is running until 9 but we should be out of there the program should be over by about 8 30 8 40 something like that and then we can um, you know mosey around take some pictures uh, love on each other because that's really at the heart of what the foundation is doing in curating these uh, opportunities for people to come together and begin to learn how to listen to each other. Yes. And when we're listening to each other, especially when someone's saying something that you don't want to hear. You know how we are. Oh, sh- oh, 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 I don't want to hear that. Right, sure, Before sure. the person can even get it out of their mouths. Right. We do that with family members. And, you know, we're yep. always talking about talking across the aisle. We can't even talk to each other on the same side of the aisle most of the time. So uh, we're, we're, we are wanting to promote uh, leading with the heart and choosing to be kind on purpose. So that I'm going to take the time and hear what it is that you have to say and find a way for us to all move through all 
all of this pain that has just, you know, is like a cloud over us and has been for almost forever. Dewana Kyle, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have to go. But I, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so taken by her. I, I, re- I just, I really am. And I, and I, uh, I urge anybody, Absolutely. anybody out here who is, who is, uh, you know, serious about. Uh, what we're dealing with and how we can better understand uh, things that happened in the past and how they even influence us today. Uh, come here Thursday night, 6.30. It's a free event uh, the, the, uh, hosted by the Memphis 13 Foundation. Uh, the movie is it, it's not long, it, but it, it, it really is powerful. And, and, I, and like I said, I, I've seen it, and I, and I really uh, hope that uh, this place is packed because it needs to be. Yeah. Thank you so much I'm for told, being here. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for love, having me. I just love her. <laughs> I, I, I truly do. Listen, we're gonna have to, we're, we're we're gonna take a quick break. We'll take a break, and when we come back, uh, I don't see my other guest up there, but I hope he's I hope he's uh, knows he's supposed to be on my show here in a few minutes. <laughs> but we'll we'll take a break uh, on uh, this edition of uh, Real Talk Memphis. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, and if you if you can't catch if you didn't catch us live, uh, we're a podcast, so you you'll be able to catch this interview in its entirety in the, in the next day or so. I'm Chip. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support WYXR's vibrant community by joining our sustaining membership program. Your monthly contribution ensures your favorite station with steady funding and a thriving future. Plus, enjoy exclusive perks like early event access, WYXR merch, and more. Setting up your donation is easy. Visit wyxr.org donate today. Located on the second floor of the Crosstown Concourse, the Memphis Listening Lab is a nonprofit collection of music and music history that is open to the public every Tuesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Boasting an eclectic collection of tens of thousands of LPs and 45s, a state-of-the-art sound room, and various vinyl and streaming listening stations, our free library has something for music lovers of all stripes. More information and the complete listing of upcoming events is available at memphislisteninglab.org. Did you know when you purchase a specialty arts license plate, you're supporting the Tennessee Arts Commission and organizations like WYXR? It's easy. Just take your old plate to your county clerk and swap it out. Or choose the arts plate when it's time for renewal. Show your love for WYXR and other Tennessee arts organizations by visiting tnspecialtyplates.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington.
welcome back to uh, Real Talk Memphis. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh, uh, there it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. Uh, and I don't know if you were uh, privy to uh, the uh, the first segment that we just had with uh, Dewana Kyles uh, talking about the Memphis 13, uh, but uh, it, it's an extraordinary piece of, of history, not just United States history, but Memphis history. Now, my, my next guest, who is supposed to be uh, on, has not has not shown up. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you will or not, but uh, Dewana has been kind enough. Come back up so we can see you. I don't know where oh. you, you were. Okay, there you are. I think okay. you're good. Uh, you know, uh, to, to, to stay with us, because this is the kind of story uh, that, that really uh, should not be confined by, by time. Uh, and, and and again, I had asked you. You know, we, we talked. You know, a bit earlier, did a, did another interview, and we talked about the importance of of why and the relevance of today, uh, because you mentioned that the residue, what 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 we're dealing with now, what we're what we're, what we're faced with now, when someone sees this film, and someone listens to you uh, and 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 the other surviving uh, Memphis Thirteen, what what should they what should they take from from this? One, that um, children are very valuable and have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. One, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why we are so excited about doing things in the school. And we've um, been working on a curriculum uh, called the Memphis 13 curriculum. And um, second and fifth graders are going to be being exposed to that this Is year. Is that right? Without a doubt. Yeah. And um, that's a big deal. It, it's it's a real big, that's a big deal. It's a real big deal. Yeah. And so we're really excited about that. But we're also understanding that, you know, just so children will understand just how valuable they really are mm -hmm. and but we really are excited about this new initiative because it will allow people to come together I often get asked the questions well what do you think about the school system being as segregated in 2024 as it was in 1961 I say in 1961 it was about the law and as Fomby says in the film, and the law, damn it, yeah. had to change. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay? And mm -hmm. it did. Mm -hmm. Just so that people could have a choice to go where they wanted to go. Okay? Yeah. Now, uh, in 2024, if they are still as segregated, so what didn't happen? And the thing that didn't happen was we did not have supports in places where people could learn how to come together and communicate with each other on a more humane level. You can't take a racist and because you change a law one day, think he's not going to be a racist, racist. the exactly. next day. Exactly. There's got to be some. It takes. Yeah. Yes. Repetition. Yeah. Repetition is the sister, brother, mother of learning. So how do I learn to be a better person in the world. We're capable of so much in this world, but we're stuck in this space, you know, of hate uh, and 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 destruction and blame. And and if we don't move past that, if we don't move past that, we are doomed to continue to repeat the same things over and over again. Which is why they're undoing this and undoing that. Well, you can spend your time undoing it. I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna see where else can I place it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. where, what else can we be doing? And 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 when we were talking earlier, I was saying that when there is a challenge that we're faced with as uh, as human beings well there are different vantage points it's a circle the problem is in the center there's a circle we can uh, 
not attack, but we can deal with that problem from all of those different spaces. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So okay. I know what our lane is. Our lane is we want to help people expand their hearts, take a moment, mm-hmm. reset, mm-hmm. take a breath, listen, and make better choices and let's have conversations that are meaningful that are moving us through the trauma through the pain and letting go of all the negativity or we're forever going to stay in the hurt and the pain and the blame and that and and make us ourselves sick and we're going to start dying and, and continue to die prematurely wow wow uh, just a second hey Brian, is that uh pastor or is that is that the next guest Okay, okay, good. Okay, so I'm gonna have one more. Okay. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm gonna keep I'm, 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 I'm yours. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep you for, for another second. So, and that was very, very well said. One final thing about all of this uh, you travel kind of back and forth in yes. New York, uh, from New York to here in Memphis. And and when you hear, when you see uh, what is happening in your home city and what, what, what's happening out here now in the mm-hmm. streets, and as a people, we're, we're 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 taking each other out. Yes, we, we are. I mean, it's like a genocide of of, yes. of us as a race of people. Right. How does it make you feel after everything that you have been through? Well, it makes me feel that there is work to be done, and rise to the occasion and do it. Step up. Step up, and mm-hmm. and really, that's one of the other things that we're interested in people doing when they leave the space. You know, but we're going to be doing this three or four times, or four times in this year. Okay, we will be doing this series, this this um, the screening of this film in different areas. Other opportunities, we, then for precisely, people. and we will continue to do this the next year and the next year because while we are definitely interested in people all over the world knowing this story we're we're definitely focused on Memphians knowing it. We're working on a new documentary because we want to expand the story and hear other people's um, um, views based on their based on experiences. Okay, okay. You know yeah. all from the school board to the uh, kitchen uh, staff, whatever. We want to hear the stories. Mm-hmm. We want to hear people's stories yes. because the healing isn't just for the Memphis 13. Right. It's time that we move forward and make some real progress with the healing for all of us. That's excellent, excellent. Thank you again. Uh, you know, I, 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 I wrapped up the first time. You know, God works in mysterious ways. And, and uh, you know, he allowed us to be able to have you a little bit longer. And I really appreciate it. One more time, Thursday night, uh, right here at the uh, Con- uh, Crosstown Concourse Theater, right behind us here, 6.30 p.m., the, the screening of the Memphis 13. There'll be a, a Q&A <coughs> session afterwards. You get a chance to meet and greet and take photographs with these folks, ask questions, and, and the whole nine yards will be music. It'll be a great event. Thank and we're going to have the special guest, Danette um, Stokes, who is president of the UEA, of the Teachers. UEA. That's right. That's, there you go. And hear your voice. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. One Thanks final break. Me. When we come back, we're going to shift gears, and we're going to talk about uh, the future of uh, young folks. Uh, through the Junior Achievement Foundation. You've heard of it. Uh, Stick with us. Uh, I'm Chip. Uh, We'll take our final break of the broadcast, and we'll be right back on this Monday night. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? 
or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. The Onstage at the Halloran Center season presents the Memphis Songwriter Series, hosted by Mark Edgar Stewart. Mark and his musical guests take audiences on the journey behind the music, sharing personal stories and introducing new works. The fourth event of the season is Thursday, March 14th, and will feature Aaron James, Hope Claiborne, and Madeline Collins. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Support for WYXR comes from Feast and Graves, offering luxury grazing boxes, cheese and charcuterie platters, and tables for any occasion. Free delivery available within Shelby County, a new storefront with high P-hour wellness, opening this spring in Poplar Plaza Shopping Center. More information at feastandgraves.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk. Uh, and welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. I got to stop touching mics here. Uh, on this the Monday evening, Chip with you. And, uh, you know, uh, we always talk about uh, our young people. And these days we talk about our young folks more than ever uh, before. And, uh, you know, wanted to talk uh, about an organization that is really dedicated and focused on helping our young folks uh, out here. Many of you have heard of junior achievement of uh, Memphis in the Mid-South and the fine work they do. Uh, and uh, they have another initiative that they're, that they're about to, 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 to launch forth now. So I thought it would be great to have their president and CEO. Her name is Lee Mansberg, and Lee is joining us now. Hi, Lee. How are you? Hey, Chip, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me tonight. No, thank you for being here. Really, really appreciate you and, and, and appreciate your time. So, you know, for people who don't know, and, I'm, and, and I know a lot of people do, uh, give us a description of how you would describe uh, Junior Achievement Foundation uh, to those who don't know. Uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. So Junior Achievement is the only organization in the region that is workforce readiness, career exploration, financial literacy and entrepreneurship, kindergarten through age 24. So all three pillars, and it is an integrated approach to make sure that our children, every child gets to live a life of choice. Because everybody listening knows a job is what we do to pay, take care of our families. A career is something we get excited about to wake up and do every day. And shouldn't every child have the the feeling that they get to wake up excited to go to work every day because it looks like you do and i know for sure that i wake up excited to go to work every day yeah so i just want that for every child that's in our community well you know that in in and of itself is saying a lot uh especially these days uh, uh during challenging times when a lot of young people are lost a lot of young people don't you know don't feel connected feel disconnected and uh you know of course this is what you deal with on, on, on a daily basis and and how 
and, 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 and how great is it uh, for you uh, to hear such an organization as this and see kids who may come in, uh, you know, feeling a certain way? Uh, about life and then uh, get involved in uh, the uh, programs and the activities and some of the uh, entrepreneurial things that you are doing to help to develop them and build them. Uh, and you see a difference uh, as they uh, move through your program. How gratifying uh, is that? I would imagine pretty, uh, pretty much so, correct? It's a great question and it's the best because I really view our work. So the team, we live by the idea of every child world ready, which means that every child is ready for a bigger what's next. But it is such a blessing because um, Bishop Oscar Romero wrote, we plant seeds for a future, not our own. And so the idea that we can plant seeds for young children to be excited about their future and Mayor Young talks to all of us about the fact, and I want everybody to remember, 98% of the children in our community are doing such great things. Yes, They are excited to learn. They are excited to get up and go to work. They work after school jobs for their family. We are talking about 2% of our children. So that are the children that are in the news. Let's make sure we focus in on the 98% of our children who are doing what we're supposed to do. They're getting up, they're going to school. They wanna be a part of our economy and they don't need to be lumped in with children who are not making good choices. And hopefully we can turn that 2% to 1%, that 1% to half a percent. And hopefully, eventually, we got all of our children excited for their futures. You know uh, what you—the reference you made to uh, to Mayor Young and and, and really your, what you guys do with so many—is that there is a—it's it really is uh, uh, important for people to understand that there is a small percentage of individuals, uh, you know, who are I guess the troublemakers, if you want to if you want to say uh, something to that effect, uh, and uh, who you know who are the ones that are causing uh, some of the upheaval that we are experiencing in, in our city but there are so many others uh, who do want a chance who do want an opportunity who do want to grow who do want to learn and that really does speak to the strength of uh junior achievement am i correct in that you you're absolutely correct we want to make sure and what we do is we take down every barrier to access to those tools so we want every child to know that junior achievement is here has the tools and there are no barriers to accessing them. You want a future, we're gonna help you find it. And even for the children you know, that we see as troublemakers, I really want the adults of this community to take responsibility for them. Mm-hmm. As adults, you know, our children, they've been watching us. Mm. And I wanna make sure that we set and we are role models for children so that we don't fail them. Like I take personal, I'll take personal responsibility for that 2%. I didn't do enough. I got to get up and work harder because what those children must not have felt that there were options for them. Mm-hmm. And I want them to know that there are options for them and we will do everything to give them those tools. It, uh, it, it is incredible that you start them, I mean, literally from, from zero, you know, on up, uh, you know, in terms of this. So you're really being extraordinarily inclusive in all of this. I mean, this is, this is for, 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 for everybody. There isn't a particular age and, you know, you know, or, or this and that. Now I know that there's, there's certain programs, you know, that, that, that function, you know, in a particular, you know, age range or, or grade, like eighth grade seems to be, uh, that, but, but I bet you're shaking your head. No. So I, I, I guess not, but I, I bet, 
but I mean, how do you how do you segment that? Because you have so many levels uh, that you were just talking about. I mean, you know, you teach so much. You know, entrepreneurship and finance and this and that. I mean, there is a it's a pretty heavy load, isn't it? It is. That is a very fair question, and it's a really heavy load. So, for our listeners, let's think about the idea that kindergarten through eighth grade is about your mindset. Okay. And so we really focus on making sure that the children have in their minds this idea of I can go get my future. And you are right. I didn't mean to shake my head. Eighth grade no. is <laughs> pivotal. Eighth grade is that pivotal moment. Uh-huh. Because what if every eighth grader knew why he or she was going to high school? Sure. What if well. they didn't go to high school because they're like, oh, I'm supposed to go to high school. They went to high school because they're like, whoa, I'm going to go to medical district high school because I like taking care of the body. Or I'm going to go to Bolton High School because I like working with my hands and agriculture's cool. There are so many amazing resources out there. And then when you think about ninth grade through age 24, let's talk about skill sets. Mm -hmm. So K through eighth was about your mind and having your head in the right place. Then ninth grade through age 24 is about let's make sure every adult has the skills to be really functioning part of our economy and that they 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 know how to manage their banking they know how to start a business because hey i went and got certified in welding and i can now own my own business and i'll take care of other families i'm going to pass this business to my son or daughter that is hope in a bottle when a person feels like they can give a business to their child you know i'm, I'm looking at our facebook live line and i don't know if you're still on but my pastor uh was on was was watching us and uh, uh you know he's really big on on uh, youth first of all uh and and the inclusiveness of of youth uh educating them at a very young age you know getting people you know motivated and inspired uh, at a young age and this is this is the kind of program i think that uh would be uh, i mean what you all do is a perfect companionship to uh you know, to the churches i think you know in terms of getting more young people in the church getting more people involved in in programs uh, uh, like what you offer on a daily basis because you, you're saying that no one is hopeless. That's the key. I, you know, I listen very carefully, uh, you know, to when people are talking. But what you're saying is, you know what, no matter what age you are, you know, up to the age of, of 24, uh, there is no such thing uh, in terms of your uh, your your dynamics as as being hopeless. No one is hopeless. There is hope for all. And, and I think what you guys do at Junior Achievement, which I really love, is you bring that out of these young people. You find out you know, where their strengths are, where their interests are, what they want to do in the future, and you really push on that. Am I correct in that? Did I, did I misstate that in any way? No, in any you way? didn't misstate me, and thank you for listening so carefully. And if, you're, if the pastor's still on the line, if anybody thinks children are hopeless, we need to start praying harder for those people. Mm. Because we have to, we, if we don't have hope, in each child imagine being a person that no one had hope for you and our churches are so critical because our churches can provide transportation for children to go to jobs our churches can provide daycare for parents so that they can go to work our churches and memphis is such a vibrant network can be a solution for so much of this for for those seeds of hope 
my pastor said, uh, yeah, he loved junior achievement. So he's still on. <laughs> he's still listening. Well, tell him to come on over. Well, Where is he? Tell him to come on back yeah. online and come on over for a tour. You may get it. You may end up getting a call. I guarantee, I guarantee I you that. No, no, I am no, inviting no. the call. Well, listen, uh, this is uh, and this is why I think it was so important to have uh, you on the show tonight because you ain't talked to you in a while. And, and again, you know, in the times that we're living in, they're challenging. There's no doubt about it. We're living in challenging times, but we want to uh, we want to make uh, sure that uh, we want to make sure uh, that our young people know that, you know, when they feel hopeless, uh, when they feel no one is listening, uh, when they feel they're just sort of drifting out there. There are programs uh, and organizations like the Junior Achievement of Memphis in the Mid-South who are there to help you. And I guess I I, I gave you 30 seconds to to put your pitch out to have anybody who's interested come on down and see you. How how, how do we find out more about uh, your programs? Thank you so much for asking. Anybody who's interested, please go to jamemphis.org. Click on volunteer. Children can't become what they can't see. And if grownups do not show up in their classrooms and at our building and volunteering, we have an incredible demand. We will need 1,500 volunteers this semester alone. Oh, wow. So everybody click on volunteer now. Give us one hour, two hour, three hours and change a child's life by modeling for them what they can be. Lee Mansberg, this has been an extraordinary conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show. Really appreciate you and anything that we can do on this show uh, to further uh, the great work that you're doing over there. uh, All you need to do is let us know. I'm always here for you. I promise you that. Thank you, my friend. I'm so grateful for all of you and your amazing listeners. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Junior Achievement, absolutely an amazing organization and a great way to end the broadcast tonight as Brent plays us out. This has been a great show. Uh, I have really been fired up. And listen, if you didn't hear uh, any part of the show, of course, you know, we're a podcast. You can always find us. Once the show is posted, uh, you can go to my Facebook uh, page and you can see it. We we live stream tonight on Facebook Live. Uh, And, uh, of course, we're on YouTube and all of those joints. But more importantly, just tell folks, if you like what we're talking about, if you like what we do here, uh, and if you like what you hear, please tell folks to check out this broadcast. Uh, We don't do it without you. I really appreciate you always. Thank you so much. And if the Lord says so, we'll be back here next week, same time, same station. Try to do it all over again, just a little bit better. So for Nicole, for Brynn, and for lovely Lola, uh, I am Chip. Uh, and for all of us here at Real South Memphis, uh, we are out. Have a great week. Be safe, and we'll talk soon.